Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we've got uh, another win to recap. It feels nice to say that uh, twice in a row, but uh, the Red Bulls have finally put two results in a row this season together that were not losses, so that is fantastic. We uh, sat down and talked to Rafi Diaz in our second segment, and then we're going to preview the game against Louisville City FC this Sunday. Uh, joining me tonight, uh, as sometimes, we've got Anthony Merced. Anthony. I've only missed two episodes this season, okay? <laughs> Look, <laughs> some of us have real jobs, okay? <gasps> oh, I feel like Bill and I have like you, you, pretty real jobs. I'm just going to say that. Um, I'm not going to insult Bill, but I will insult you. <laughs> How dare you, sir? I'm going to throw down the gauntlet. There's going to be a duel. Come out Sunday to see the duel between Anthony and I. Are you coming out on Sunday? Yeah. I don't mean um, to put you on the spot. Perhaps. All right, we'll get to it later. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Let's talk. Are you going to pick me up? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. We could do a live stream. Uh, we haven't done one on the way to the game yet, so maybe we'll do that. Um, but let's talk about this game in Richmond. Um, I, I feel like uh, no one thought that Richmond would give them the kind of game that they did. Uh, the Red Bulls may be somewhat fortunate to get out of there with a win. Uh, but, you know, they did everything that they needed to do. And in particular, our guest tonight, Rafi Diaz, I thought was just sensational. He had five saves on the night, but all of them seemed to be big saves. Uh, and the team just looked like they were they were clicking at least. Yeah, Richmond is a team this year that uh, they they look good um so they they don't pass the stat test Mm -hmm. but they pass the eyeball test where where when you watch them you're kind of uh you're thinking to yourself man this team looks really good but there's just things don't click in key areas and this game was a prime example of that they looked really good in possession especially in that first half they they moved the ball around they had some dangerous moments um i think of uh the one I think it was around the 28th minute, the one cross into the box where um, there was a header right in front of Rafa Diaz. Um, but unfortunately, they're, they're, they're not good at finishing, and then they're just not good, I want to say, in the defensive midfield, which allowed a lot of those counterattacks with the Red Bulls, which they eventually take, took advantage of. Um, but the result I thought was fair. I, I definitely think the Red Bull is a better team than Richmond, and uh, they finally got to show just how good they are yeah i th- yeah i well, i should amend my uh, opening uh, statement is that um you know they gave them a pretty uh, solid game that either team could have walked away with multiple goals it did end one nothing um part of that uh opening goal which is, is something i'd like to talk about we talked a little bit about it last week um but uh, maybe Maybe the unheralded player that is making a pretty big difference the last two games uh, is Andrew Tenari. I thought as a a defensive midfielder, he's brought everything that we wanted to see so far this season from Dan Metzger, but we haven't quite seen yet. You know, whether or not he's carrying a little bit of knock or just isn't quite in form. Uh, Tenari is like a little pit bull out there. He's winning balls. He's making smart passes uh, and maintaining possession. And that's keeping... Uh, uh, opponents from getting those really dangerous counter opportunities. Yeah, I, I did them. I I don't want to give Tenari like an incredible amount of credit just yet because I think that those roles are so fluid at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in this game in particular, he did a really good job of holding it, doing what we expect Dan Metzger to do. Um, I believe he was with the first team this last week on the bench. Mm-hmm. Was he in uh, uh, in Montreal? Well, he was there I, the I, week I, before. I don't know about this week. The week before. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, look, Dan's earned his shot to sit on the bench at the very least. I would argue that he's earned his chance on the first team considering how they're playing. But um, the... Tenari's doing everything that you want to do when they ask you to do something. He's been bouncing around a lot of different positions, and he's a guy who I think is really just trying to find the right position. And, you know, there you go. Good for him. Well, do you think that this is his position then? Yes, Metzger was I, the Montreal game. I, you know, for Richmond, yes. For certain other teams in the USL, I don't know. We'd have to see him in a team that isn't quite so slow as Richmond. R- Richmond builds. Richmond's a physical team, as we saw in this game, and they build out of the back. They're not necessarily. They don't have a lot of speed on the wings. They're not asking him to really kind of track as much. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it like for this game, yes. Well, not for to, a game not, against a team like Cincinnati, maybe not. I don't know. Not to not to tread too much over last week uh, or the week before, rather. Uh, but he did a very similar job against Charleston. I thought he was equally impressive in that game. And I mean, if if there's one thing that you can call that, <laughs> that team, it's certainly not slow. They they build up very quickly, um, and it's just his ability to kind of help out on the back line. I think more so than we've gotten from anyone else. Uh, Aaron uh, Basulovic really. He's more of an offensive player. He does okay defensively and distributing, um, but they just haven't had that guy to really help close down. And the speed of Tenari from that position, I think, is what is is helping him right now. Yeah, yeah. Basulovic plays that Felipe role where he's a great connection uh, moving forward, can kind of interchange with the offensive midfielders a little bit. Um, Tenari and Metzger, um, obviously perfect fit is... Tyler Adams, who is probably never going to play uh, an Incredible Two game ever again, um, <laughs> is uh, is kind of the perfect fit for that role. But um, you know, th- there there is a bit of a competition there. Tenari did a great job this week. I will admit as well, he did do a really good job against Charleston, which I didn't get a chance to talk about that game last week because you know work kept yeah, me away from yeah. it. But um, it um, look, it it happens. But um, he he's doing a really good job, and he's definitely earned far more starts in that position. Oh. More so than Abador. I think Abador, at this point, I know they're trying to convert him into a center back, but um, when we talked about this before, Abador is probably better suited as a central defensive midfielder, but Tenari is far better suited than, than he is for this team. Yeah, just, just from the, the sheer speed of the players. Yeah. Uh, but so what I was uh, starting to get at there, that – that opening goal, um, I think if you were to watch sort of what like you would see in a highlight package for the start of that play, you've got uh, Vincent Bezicourt uh, dishing out to Derek Etienne and then continuing the run, being found on the overlap, uh, sending it into Brandon Allen for the tap-in. But what starts that whole play, the ball's cleared up field, uh, and it's just a 50-50 ball that kind of drops to, to the midfield, and Tenari is the first to react to it. And you could see the midfielder who was going to challenge for the ball very quickly recognizes, all right, I'm not going to get to this. He's off balance. And it's just a simple pass that, that uh, Tanari uh, moves over to Besicourt. Uh, but it really opens up the entire play because it took that man out of uh, 
the the preceding uh, events. And that is what I think led to the goal. And I think it was the most important part of that move towards the goal. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't want to diminish anywhere near Brandon Allen's placement, which yeah, is yeah. what he does best. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it, exactly what you said. It is, it is really that that movement that really helped make that happen. Also, I, I definitely want to say that there is, um, there are moments in away stadiums where you can tell that New York Red Bull to play their game, or at least not a, a different variation of their game, far more fluid. Mm-hmm. They played the counter-attacking game so much better at City Stadium, and I've felt this in years past as well, where they've been able to adapt their style of press to a counter-attacking method far better at City Stadium or in Louisville, a little bit better than they do in Red Bull Arena or MSU Park, where they, they tend to be more of a possession-based they did not appear to be so hung up on being a possession-based team um, uh, at City Stadium or uh, away from home, which is good because they're, they're, they show an adaptability to be able to get results away from uh, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, one other thing to talk about uh, in this game before we move on to uh, Man of the Match, uh, Jordan Scarlett finally made his debut for the team. He came in uh, replacing Tenari, so he played in the midfield. Um to me, you know, I think it was a, a a very decent debut for him. He was only out there for I think six minutes, um, but he did not stick out as being a problem at all in those six minutes. So uh, good on you, yeah. Jordan, and uh, hopefully you'll continue to to move up uh, in the amount of minutes that you're seeing on the field. Um, <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on. Man of the match, who you got? I'm um, I'm. Gonna go Brendan Allen because he got the goal. You know, the the, the guy has been, um, you know, we've kind of pushed him or I pushed him a lot. Like the guy scores goals Mm -hmm. and he makes it happen. So I just, I just love watching him on the field. Even when he's not necessarily always involved in the game, he still manages to make an impact. Yeah. In terms of just, I think the first half at least, um, I think this is one of the better games that he had. and yeah, you know those. I think goal poachers are, are some of my favorite players to watch always because it's just you know a defender loses them for a second and it's it's all over for them, which is what happened here. Uh, but for me, I'm going to give it to Rafa Diaz. I think uh, he really steadied the the back line and came up huge. Those those five saves, all of them. Um, maybe well, I, maybe one of them was not you know a, a highlight reel save, but the rest all were, and. Uh, he really made sure that the Red Bulls won their first uh, road victory of the year. Um, if you're going to give, uh, uh, I don't even want to do uh, like a goat of the match because I don't think anybody really did anything that bad. Uh, no, I always, I always kind of like it, that, that's a bad award to give when they win. Yeah. I feel like if they lose, you can always kind of beat up. It's easier to beat up on someone when they lose. <laughs> but um, when <laughs> you heard it here uh, first, Anthony Merced, kick them when they're down. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look, okay, look, we go to New York sports. All we do is kick someone when they're down. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Aaron Judge is great when we win. When he strikes out, we hate him. That's true. That's true. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk to uh, Rafi Diaz when we come back. And, uh, yeah, stick around. Yeah. 
And we're back. Now we are joined by the New York Red Bulls 2 goalkeeper, Rafi Diaz. Rafi, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think we're doing pretty well. How are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Um, happy to get three points this weekend. So, uh, so uh, really excited about that and uh, happy to be on the show. Happy to get back out on the field, I imagine. Uh, quite a long layoff after the Pittsburgh game. Um, <clears throat> how did it feel to go out there and, and really put in a dominant performance? Oh, no, it, it felt good. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been out there. I was uh, struggling a little bit with injury and, and whatnot, so it's good to be healthy again, and uh, it's good to be out there with the guys. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the guys who put in a lot of, a lot of hard work, so it was just good to be able to, be able to put out, go out there and put out a good performance. <clears throat> Yeah, so the um, the season so far, obviously, you know, you had a bit of an injury spell. Um, how did it feel getting back out there with the team, knowing that there's a bit of a competition for the position? Oh, I mean, it's great to be, it's great it's great going out there with the team, you know, and I embrace the competition. It's it's always fun. It always brings out the best, and and you know, it's it's kind of what we we're, this is part of the job is you know, dealing with competition and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's, it's just how you deal with it. I, I've embraced it and it makes me better. So, um, I, I like that part of it, but, um, no, I just feel, it feels good to be out there with, with the guys, you know, I've been training for a while and, you know, when, when your number gets called upon, you just have to go out there and give your best. And, uh, this is kind of why we train to stay fit and stay sharp. So, so that when the team is needed, uh, needing you for you to play, you just go out there and try to give it your best, you know? Rafi, uh, obviously as a, a goalkeeper, you're very much in tune with what's going on with the back line. Um, but for, since you had been out for so long, you had sort of a different view of, of, of uh, the team in general. Uh, what do you think are some of the issues uh, that have you know, maybe caused the defense to maybe not be as strong as they were last year? And uh, where do you think uh, that improvement can come from? Um. Well, yeah, well, last year and this year is completely different years. You know, you always have those turnover and players and whatnot. And maybe in the beginning, we we struggled a bit because of, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to gel with, with guys and, uh, you know, t- trying to find the, the right mixture of guys. But it really just comes with, with training and, and, and the familiarity of, of players. And uh, a big a big thing, a big talking point we've been having in training is, you know, communication. Um, not all of us have been you know, together for that long. So we have to make sure that we have to be sharper in, way, in other ways, like communicating and, and uh, after games, we've been watching a lot of film and, and trying to get better at that. And yeah, one of the biggest, the biggest points I would say to improve that would be a lot of talking. You know, we, we've been encouraging guys to talk and to communicate and make sure that we're all in sync so that when it, uh, if personnel does get switched around, there's not really any drop off. And I think, the last couple of days, uh, last couple of games, we've been able to achieve that. Uh, Ruffy, so th- this is a team where um, the the common thread, the rhetoric is, you know, it's all about development, it, it's all about growing players. But uh, you guys are a championship side. You won the you won the league last year. How much of of this is really about the competition and about wanting to win the USL? How much do you guys care about that? No, I mean it's always it's always in the back of the mind. But like you said, you know we uh, rebels too is also you know we would like to develop players and whatnot. But we always know that at the end of the day, um, 
when you develop and you'll get better as competitors ourselves we always we always want to win you know it's, it's one thing uh developing and getting better but you if if you're not putting out results out there are you really you know getting better so i mean i know sometimes uh we we say that the stat line doesn't really doesn't really matter but um as, at the end of the day as a competitor everyone wants to win you know and last year was great um but this year is another challenge for us and um one that we all have to um to take and accept and if we want to get better you know the results also show the coach that you're getting better you know so definitely i mean everyone wants to improve every every game and and results definitely definitely matter uh one of the things i like to talk to pretty much i think every player on the team that that we've interviewed is a little bit about their their journey um you know, from uh, youth soccer forward. Uh, when did you start playing, and um, who and what were maybe your influences that led you uh, to to become a goalkeeper? Okay, um, I started playing when I was around nine years old. Um, there was a team in Patterson called Nassau United, uh, and I started there. I used to be a striker, and the team that I made was a select team at the time, and um, there was no keepers, and they asked. Um, I, I'd ask all the parents who, who, if anybody wanted to play keeper and, uh, nobody wanted to play. Um, but my dad, they asked, the coaches asked my dad, my dad was like, listen, is he going to play? They said, yeah. And they just threw me in there and, and it, and it kind of worked out. And, uh, going up through the years, I went, I went through PDA. I, um, my club team was PDA and, uh, yeah, just, just my, more, my influences have been kind of the coaches that I've grown up with. And, uh, that's kind of my journey into where, where I've become now. And uh, what, one of the things, you know, all of us have grown up in New York, New Jersey area, when um, you being of Dominican descent, everybody instantly thinks baseball. Every, you know, the, uh, you know, the Dominican influence right. in, in baseball. What, um, right. like, how, you know, soccer is not the first thing that, that a lot of people think of. How did that become uh, a thing for you, and 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 how do and how are you fighting kind of against that kind of stigma of baseball being the only thing on that island? Right, right. Oh, that's pretty funny because uh, I used to play baseball when he, when I was younger. That was my first sport. Um, I was actually I was all right. I was uh, pretty decent at it. And uh, one day during practice, um, there used to be a track on the on on the on the on the baseball field. And a coach of mine hit a ground ball, and it hit the track rubber and hit me square in the face. And after that, I couldn't. I didn't. I. I just. It was. Uh, after that, I couldn't turn back. Like I. I just wasn't the same player. You know. I guess when you're that young and you have such a like impactful injury, I guess. Um, and at the time, I was playing both baseball and soccer. And once I got hit in the face, it was just. I just made the the switch right in there. Yeah, a hard ball to the face is never. I've been there. It's 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 not a good feeling. No. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It, it it will scare anybody. Trust me, especially okay. at that age. Although you would hardly think that um, uh, playing as a goalkeeper, you wouldn't also be subjected <laughs> to taking uh, yeah <laughs> a few hits. Um, after college, you spent some time with Orlando City. Uh, how did you end up there, and and what was that experience like? Well, um, after college, I uh, went to preseason with Portland Timbers for about a week and a half, two weeks, um, uh, down in Tucson, Arizona. And then um, after that, I, I was 
sent back home, and I got a phone call from my agent saying that um, Orlando City had signed me. So I went down there. It was a great experience. Um, Adrian Heath uh, ran a really good um, ran, ran a really good club down there. At the time, they were, we were Orlando City is one of the top USL um, <clears throat> clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great because I went into a winning environment, which is always fun. It was tough because I had two keepers above me, and I was always used to starting, and and it showed me. Uh, it showed me how to actually work, you know? So in college, it's, it's okay to kind of coast by and, you know, you're one of the better guys. But, um, when I went to Orlando city, I learned how to, how to train every day, like, like it was a game, you know? And that's kind of how they trained on there. And I learned that a lot from them. And, um, besides the heat, I mean, I really enjoyed being down there and, um, really, really, uh, I was very grateful that they gave me the opportunity to kind of start my career down there. And so now, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're 25 years old, um, still playing in the USL. Uh, what, is, what is your overall goal? Are you looking to kind of sooner rather than later be on an MLS team? Are you thinking about Europe? Are you thinking about Mexico? What, is, what does the future hold for you? Yeah, no, um, that's kind of why I was, um, I've been around the, the Rebel organization, you know. Just, I think everyone's goal in the United States, at least. I mean, if, if if you want one of the goals in the United States would be to play in MLS, so that's definitely a goal. But um, if that's if that's not um, if that's not now or in a couple of years, I would still uh, be around, like to play. You know, there's a lot of a lot of good uh, teams, a lot of good leagues here in America, and um, I kind of just focus right now and just kind of getting better myself. But yeah, that's always a goal, you know, to be an MLS team. And if other opportunities arise, you know, I'll, I'll definitely take take that into consideration but every day is kind of the, the goal is to just get better and uh and then kind of to see what, what what life takes me rafi i'm gonna finish this up uh well anthony and i will finish this up with a, a new segment we're gonna do tonight um where we're gonna ask a couple of quick fire questions um no pressure right. and obviously none of them have to <laughs> have to uh do with the team itself so you could take a nice deep breath sounds good sounds good all right <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, first one, popcorn, yes or no? Yes. Favorite flavor of Red Bull? Uh, original flavor. Fair enough. Wenger, in or out? <laughs> Sorry, say that again? Uh, Wenger, in or out? Oh, he's out. <laughs> uh, Red Madrid or Barcelona? Real Madrid. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Superman or Thor? Superman. Okay, and last one. Favorite team to play as in FIFA? Chelsea. Actually, can I change my Wenger question? I keep them. <laughs> I keep him in if we keep getting results like that, for sure. I keep him in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rafi, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you for having me. And when we come back, we're going to preview the game uh, this coming weekend against Louisville City. Stick around. All right, we are back. We're going to finish up now with a preview of the game against Louisville City. Um, last uh, time these two teams met, it was in the uh, champ- uh, the Eastern Championship. Um, 
Florian Velo. Oh, yeah, what am I saying? Eastern Conference Championship. Uh, you can tell I'm tired. All right. Uh, full disclosure, <laughs> I've been staying up way too late playing Friday the 13th. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and he never killed Jason. I have not killed Jason. That's true. <laughs> Uh, but last time these two teams met, uh, Florian Velo equalized in uh, late in the second half. I think it was like in the 74th minute. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, Descended to extra time. Uh, Red Bulls ended up winning on penalties. Mira made two amazing saves during the shootout. Uh, and uh, Red Bulls moved on to the USL Cup final. We know how that went. Uh, in their last four matches, Louisville is 1-1-2. One, one, uh, their most recent was a 4-4 draw with Charleston just insane <laughs> they came from behind uh they were down four to two and they scored twice in about three minutes apart uh, in the second half i think at the 79th and like the 82nd minute uh to <laughs> tie that up and wow what a result um they beat pittsburgh uh one nothing they lost to tampa bay rowdies two nothing and they drew against toronto fc zero zero Obviously, we know uh, the Red Bulls last four. Um, what what are we going to get from the Red Bulls? Are we going to see them continue this this momentum that they, they seem to be building? Uh, Rafa Diaz certainly makes them a lot more calm in the back in terms of uh, not making those big mistakes that have seemed to, to haunt them so far this season. Uh, but, you know, all that said... Uh, he was called on a, a number of occasions because attackers are still being able to slip through the line. So, you know, is 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 this really a turnaround for the Red Bulls, or are they just you know kind of riding a hot hand? Well, we'll find out um, against Louisville. Uh, I, I still think we're playing left back as a center back in regards to Justin Bilyeu. I think that Bilyeu is. Um, has been serviceable in that position, but isn't necessarily the guy. Um, Louisville, Louisville's not necessarily the test that I would put up there as being um, the, the the benchmark. If we were playing Tampa Bay, I would say, yeah, that's it. But the, um, the issue is that Louisville has not scored... Aside from that 4-4 draw, they haven't scored more than two goals in any single game this season. They've uh, suffered from very uh, somewhat similar defensive lapses that the Red Bull 2 has. So th- they're not the exact same team that they were last year. Well, you're still um, talking about a team that only has one loss uh, and has, has, yes. played, has played three less games than the Red Bulls and sits just a point behind them in, their stand- in the standings. Yes, but but you know again we, we we talked about it before you know the 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 stat test versus the eye test and 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 they they have very similar issues. So Louisville, I wouldn't necessarily put them as as the benchmark of saying well is Red Bull to back to where they were before. But at the same time, I think that if they are back to where they were before, this is a team they should definitely beat, and they should beat them. I don't want to say handily, but they they, they shouldn't look quite as fragile in a win as maybe they did against um against richmond all right i think that's a fair assessment um if if there was a a particular area on the field that you think louisville could exploit uh new york uh, would you say it's it's the wings yes it's definitely the wings and it's definitely crosses from the wings because um when you cross into into the middle You've got two center back. Well, one of them that's very good 
And then you've got, depending on who they're going to play, Bill Yu, who reacts to things like a, a, a fullback as opposed to a center back. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not they can take advantage of the rebounds that come out of that. And if they can get the ball out wide, then they'll be far more effective than they would be um, just playing it straightforward. Uh, for Louisville, all uh, well, not all of their goals, but most of their goals have come from inside the box. Uh, only four of their uh, 11 goals came from outside the box. Uh, and none of them have been headers. So at least in in terms of... of uh, worrying about crosses in, maybe Red Bull can relax a little bit, and they they do fairly well with that. Um, I think we've seen Abador maybe struggle a little bit uh, just with the marking aspects of that, but he's he's good at challenging in the air, and uh, I, I think Billy Yu is as well. Um, in the midfield, obviously Tyler Adams is going to be coming back, right? Because the U.S. has been eliminated from the U twenty World Cup. Uh, Douglas for Mar- Red Bull one. <laughs> right. Well, that's I'm getting there. Hold on. Stick with me, uh, young Padawan. Um, I think we're you're the old. same age. I was going to say, I think you're older than me, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. But Metzger was with the team uh, with the New York one, uh, largely because they needed to have someone on the bench uh, because Sean was no longer occupying that space as he was on the field. Uh, do we see Dan coming back down? Do you think Tanari's going to continue to hold that spot? I uh, Dan would almost definitely come back down. Um, whether or not he starts after that well, point yeah, that, that's is... that's what I mean, really. Yeah, no, I mean, he'll definitely come back down, but um, with the way... If, if Tenari gets another game there against Louisville I, I would and has a good performance, I think that Dan Metzger, much like Rafa Diaz, is going to have a little bit of a fight on his hands mm-hmm. and going to have to wait for a bit of a, um, a lapse to get his time back on the team. Junior Fleming's is at the same issue with Zico Lewis yeah. trying to earn his way back onto the side. Yeah. The two of them have shown uh, a lot of flashes, uh, Zico and uh, junior Fleming's that is, uh, yeah. but neither is really done enough to hold the spot. Uh, but uh, the other question that I have now is yes, uh, MLS team is off this weekend. And normally in those circumstances, we see a lot of guys uh, coming down to get some minutes. However, uh, they would have a game next Wednesday uh, for the Open Cup and Saturday or Sunday against. I hear the, that's an important game. The Open Cup game? Yes. That weird cup competition that people tend to play? You're not sucking me into this one, my friend. Um, and what day are they playing? They're playing Sunday? The day um, that is in the cup game? I can't even get to it. Um, I like trophies more than cups. All right, all right. <laughs> but the point is that they're playing twice this week already. So, uh, do you think we're going to see some of those transplants? Yeah, they're playing four days think, later on the 18th uh, at Philadelphia. I think if you're going to see Red Bull Two talent play, they will play in the U.S. Open Cup game before they play in MLS. And and I say that because the MLS team is in more need. I, I'm asking of, the opposite um, direction. Oh, is are we going to see MLS players? What are you asking? Are we going to see MLS players playing this weekend for Red Bull Two? Because normally, when the team is off, we do see that. No, I I think that I think the MLS team um, is much older and needs more time off, uh, more time to recover. 
if this was a case, if this was 2015, I would say yes to that, that you're looking at guys trying to stay sharp. But we've seen an MLS team that doesn't recover quite so quickly um, and is a team that really needs to have as much time as possible to get ready for a game. So, no, I don't think you're going to see MLS talent playing in the U.S. playing in the um, in the USL games. Okay, so that leads me to my next question. But first, uh, I want to get uh, what a, a prediction for this game this weekend. So Louisville City, uh, what do you got? I say 2-1 Red Bull 2. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair assessment of what might happen. So 2-1, maybe even 2-2. I'll say 2-2 just to be different, but I think I I think it's going to be a 2-1 game. Such okay. a pessimist. Yeah, that's me, I'm Mr. Pessimist. 2-2, um, Brandon Allen scores seven goals. <laughs> yeah right uh okay so then uh no mls players coming down this weekend what usl players are going to be on the field in the open cup um brandon allen well what do you consider a usl player technically brandon allen's an mls player all right but where but have, it, where have we seen if you're talking about guys who are featured yes if you're talking about guys that are featured in the usl team i think Derek etienne is yeah. going to be a starter Okay. Um, I think Brendan Allen will be a substitute, especially if Red Bull goes ahead early. Um, what I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize is there's some rules in the U.S. Open Cup that restrict international players. So NYCFC is going to be at a very big detriment in this game. Mm-hmm. So if they go ahead early, I think Brendan Allen will come on in the second half and probably get about 15 to 20 minutes. So... Um, and it really depends on potentially yeah. go up against his brother. Yeah, can you imagine that? They 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 haven't played against each other. Not yet. That, that that'd be interesting. Um I think RJ is definitely gonna get a start in that game. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree with that. so especially in that uh Ethan Ethan White is an I think he's an American player. Um so perhaps Ethan White might get a start. He probably won't because they have a game later on in the weekend. But uh yeah, RJ Allen, I think. That'd be great, RJ against um, against Brandon Allen. Right. But um, we'll see how that goes. What about Hassan Nadam? Oof. It depends on whether or not Aurelian Collin is ready to go. If you're, if, if Collin is ready to go, this is a really good game to get him back into the swing of things. Uh, and I think you would want to put Paranel with him with the idea being that Aaron Long would be the guy on the weekend to be right next to Collin. Mm-hmm. Um. Aaron Long needs time off. Yeah. So I don't I think Aaron Long should play in this game at all. He's had two games now where he's had moments where you really kind of question just how much minutes he's played. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like where you're like, oh, God, please, please don't go down. Like, please don't stay down. Okay. So hopefully they can give him some time off to recover and he doesn't play in the game against NYCFC. Okay, last one. Ryan Mara. Ryan Mara needs to be a starter on an MLS team somewhere. Okay, that's not the question. Is he playing in the Open Cup? No. I think that it's Luis Robles. I think this is I think this game is important enough where they need Luis Robles to be in net so that they can have the perception of this being a lot more important than it actually is because it's the US Open Cup. You I'm I'm the hater, but this is well, I'm the pessimist, I would say, but this is this is what I get from you. I, no, okay. As, as just so you know, the way I treat the U.S. Open Cup is the way I treat the Capital One Cup in England. It's a fun trophy, but really shouldn't be taken all that seriously. 
even though my team won it in Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. All right. We also won the Europa League. And the only reason why I care about that is because we're going to the Champions League. I'll roll my eyes at you. Uh, okay, that brings us to an end of another episode of Raising Bulls. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so. I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. And I am at Attitude AJM. By the way, Joe's a Liverpool fan. That's true. <laughs> Let's. I don't want to talk about the amount of uh, cups that we've won in the last <laughs> 10 years. None. Uh, well, that's not true. Hey, wait, wait now. We we won it's the Capital One Cup. You guys, we won the Capital One Cup like uh, five years ago. You lost Chelsea five years ago, man. I thought you lost Chelsea. Oh no, you know what? I thought my. Oh, that's the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, that was the FA Cup we lost. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't start with me. I we don't beat, like Chelsea, beat, so I don't want to give them any more credits than I have to. We beat some non-league side to win that cup. No, they weren't non-league, but they were lower division. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to follow Bill. He is at Bill TNJ. And of course, if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are Raising Bull Cast. And that is all on Twitter, as I said at the top. You can send us emails uh, with questions at questions at raisingbulls.com, which is our website you can visit us at. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash raisingbulls. You can follow the show and subscribe and listen and rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and we very much encourage that you do all those things because it really means everything to us. It helps us out so much. Please, please give us a rate. Give us a, a review. It means so much to us. Uh, I don't Thanks, know. Kermit. Well, if it's Kermit that you want, we can talk like this all day. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? <laughs> Okay. Uh, yep. Stumbling to the finish again, as always. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in and giving us a listen and being with us from week to week. We bid you a fond good night. Oh, taking over the slope.